0: So which are you? A masterpiece or a blob? Let's talk about that next on Times of Refreshing. Take a bunch of paint and a canvas, slap them together, and you've got a mess. But If you take an artist, a master, with his paintbrush, allow him to make use of that paint, well, you've got a masterpiece. So the question is, as a few bottles of paint, how have you been used? Has there been a transformation? Hi, and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Today, we return to 2 Corinthians 3, and we take a look at transformation, and what it should look like if indeed you claim the name of Christ. With today's edition of Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
1: In our quest for knowledge, we go after things that in some cases can poison us. Remember, that what he wanted was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the enemy Tested him and told him that God knows the day of you eat of this tree. You're going to be like him, knowing good and evil. Oh, that's what I want. I desire to know. And this is the same thing what happens with, with people. There's nothing wrong with acquiring knowledge. We should do this, but, and we, we should long to do this. But, saints, when our desire to acquire knowledge lifts us up with pride to the point that we think we know more than God, we've just overstepped our boundaries in our quest and in fact any knowledge that we sh- do get it should always be filtered through prayer with god's assistance so that we're getting what he's longing for us to have so in the end of the day we wouldn't be foolish we would be truly wise and so what happens is this is what happens for most people it doesn't make it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's not complex enough, and we'll hear this. It's not deep enough. Sometimes even in church, you know, here I got to go. I need to go somewhere where they, it's got to be deep. So people, some people are so deep they've undrowned already. <laughs> you won't even know the beginning. You know what I mean? You're trying to. Hey, listen. Do me a favor. Start off in the Book of John. Don't start with the Book of Revelation. People want to just, no, no, I got this. Because knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. God takes us on a journey, saints. But what we have to learn to do is realize that it's through the cross, God begins to display his his wisdom. And he helps us to understand the depths of what true wisdom is all about. And the closer you get to God, hear me, saints, please. The closer you get to God, the simpler things become in your life. The simpler things become. I mean, I think as I'm talking about, I'm just, I'm having a picture of, in my mind of, of Billy Graham and his old age now. How, how even when you hear him talk His messages has become so simple. He's content with just knowing. You know what I mean? It just, life becomes simpler the closer you get to God, the closer you you really start to get to that place where, you know, life isn't about the... I just want to walk with God in the cool of the garden. Amen, y'all? And so he says here in verse 22, he says, for the Jews... Request a sign. And Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block. And to the Greeks, he says, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God. And the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man and the weakness of God, he says, is stronger than men. I want to go back. He says, for the Jews request a sign and he see and he says the Greeks seek after wisdom. You know, the Jews through their culture have have actually been taught for years, centuries, that. There was a sign coming. It was prophesied that there would be a sign. So their whole culture was about, and even now, is about signs. And we even see this when you read the Bible. Jesus had conflict with them about wanting to see a sign and a wonder and a miracle, see something powerful, demonstrate, show us a sign, show us a sign. And this is a cultural issue that they have to overcome. And it's amazing how when God shows them the sign in sending Jesus Christ, they didn't even know it was their time of visitation. The sign is sitting right there. But because the sign didn't look the way that they wanted it to look or thought it was going to look, even though the scripture said he was going to come the way he came, they missed it when the sign is right there. Isn't it amazing how God can be telling you something, and then you realize God was telling you something, but when he was telling you something, you didn't know he was really telling you something. And you wonder why he wasn't telling you nothing, but he actually was telling you something. Like, why in the world? Then I just didn't see that. That was God. Oh God, that was you trying to tell me that. It's like, who was it? Was it uh, who was it that was riding that donkey? Balaam, he's riding the donkey, and God's got an angel right there saying stop. He can't even recognize the angel telling him to stop. I mean, and so God just has him smash his foot, (laughs) the donkey smash his foot up against the wall and then tell him, don't you see this angel sitting right here? Sometimes that's what happens with us in life. You see, God's got to do, but for us, we have to stop having this sign mentality. God's going, he's God's always doing stuff. Do you see it? God, I'm looking for a miracle. Do you see it? God's always doing something in your life. And we've got so common with some of the stuff, we don't even call it a miracle. God breaks down the door, opens the door, blesses you, does something, stops you from getting in a car wreck, He sends an angel to whisper to you, tell you something, and we just thinking, oh, well, praise God. Lord, where's the miracle at? Well, that was a miracle. You know, We and then, listen, God will turn around and use a doctor to operate on you and save your life, and you Lord, I wish you would have came and healed me. Why didn't you do it? Well, how about the Lord just used that person to bring a blessing into your life? Jews seek a sign, but then he says the Greeks seek after what? Wisdom. Now, in the Grecian culture, we see this. They were, they were, it was about not, it was about knowledge. It was about, it doesn't sound great enough. It doesn't sound deep enough. So, what you're saying is foolish, Apostle Paul, and in our culture right now, this is one of the things that we have to battle and fight all the time because this is prevalent. Just go on a college campus. Start talking to professors. It seems as foolishness. But, but then guys will sit back and they'll listen to Deepak Chopra and some of these other gurus that are talking gibberish and it makes absolutely no sense. And they say, ooh, that's deep. Why is it deep? Because you didn't understand it, huh? And it made no sense. <laughs> oh, and you and they're sitting there, oh, that's powerful. Oh, deep. Oh, what does that mean? I don't know, but it, I watched this, I'm like, man, this is crazy, dude. You don't even i I listen to the guy, I'm like, this guy's talking gibberish, and these people don't even know. He's not even making any sense at all. The atmosphere's in the cosmos, and you're you're one with space, and space is one with you, and, and all this garbage. And people say, oh, yeah, that's powerful. The cosmos, I'm one with the cosmos. I'm not charismatic, I'm cosmetic. You know, and so, <laughs> and so what happens is it's foolishness. And, when, and, I, and listen, what I'm sharing with you guys is evangelistic in this. This is what you're going to face all the time. You're going to face these kind of conversations, and now you have a point of reference. This guy just thinks it's foolish because it's not deep and all-powerful and, you know, confusing. It's simple. And when a person's heart is right, they'll receive the message. But until then, there's a conflict within our minds. Why? Because human beings are on this quest, especially as, like you said, the Greeks are on a quest for knowledge, and sometimes the simplicity of it all is that it's it's not appealing. Saints, whatever you do, don't ever get bored with this. It's simple. Now, sometimes God, he's got to peel back layers in your life, but I don't care if God has you on one scripture for a month, and he's just saying, I want to get this in your spirit. Stay there all month. I guarantee you, every time he's going to, he's just trying to get it down in your spirit. Don't get bored with this. Because I watch people. After a while, they gotta read this book and that book and that business. We're just talking about that. This book and this book. And what happens is at some point in time, can I just read my Bible and let God minister to me with the simplicity? John 3, 16. Do we really, I mean, I'm still trying to really get it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I want to get that in my spirit so strong. But people get bored. Oh, I know what that is. Because it's not. Let God minister to you. And so, saints, realize that he's dealing with something here because the Jews have the issue of seeking a sign. But the Greeks or the Gentiles were always seeking after wisdom. And we see this all the time where people are going from place to place trying to find something, you know, being fed isn't about how complex something comes. <clears throat> Help me, Lord. You know, what does it really mean to be fed spiritually? Think about it. Saints, it's not always about it's not all it's not always about how a thing makes you feel. You know, let me say this. Oatmeal doesn't always taste good. But that's the type of stuff that stick to you, stick to you. It's, and, and, you know, do you know that when the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, that God gave them something called manna? And they complained because it didn't taste that good. It actually means what is it? didn't taste all that good. It, it wasn't didn't make them, you know, it wasn't like pancakes. You know, I mean, when you think pancake, ooh, that's gonna be good, you know. No, it was just it's like seed, kind of just it wasn't it wasn't good, but you know what? It sustained them in the wilderness for 40 years. And a lot of times even with our Bibles, we're we're we have to understand that you being fed, you and I, and I'm saying this to myself too. Me being fed is not just a matter of whether something makes me feel a certain way. It's how is it sticking to me? How is it getting to me? Is it getting in my system to the point where now it's become a part of my life and I'm living it out and it's stuck to me now? It's not a matter of, see, a lot of times we think it's a matter of how it made us felt. But it's really should be about how it's caused us to live. Because I've, I've seen people shout over a message, Woo! Praise God! Hallelujah! What was you doing last night? I was in the club, too. We had a good time in there, too. What you going to do after this? Man, I don't know. Where you going? Let's go somewhere. You want to go to the club? I've seen it happen. I've actually seen... Now, listen to me, saints. I've actually... I've seen somebody stand up in the pulpit and preach a message, and people shouted right after the message. I meet the person in a restaurant and watch them get toe up from the flow up at the restaurant to the point where I said, you know, I got to go. I'm out of here. I can't run with y'all. I don't even want to be named around this stuff. Just down in Coronas and everything. I, just, I saw it with my own eyes in Portland with a preacher. Saints, listen to me. It's not about how it makes you feel it is this message is it following you home? Is it getting in you to the point where man you can't you can't shake it there? when you study your word is it getting in you to the point where you can't shake it it's it's in you it's become life that's that's when you know you're getting fed a lollipop tastes good, but it doesn't feed you, and when you get beyond. Spiritual adolescence, you're not looking for the lollipop messages. You're looking for something that's just going to stick to your system. I'm not just looking for something interesting that I've never heard before. I'm looking for something that's going to stick to my system that, that I can apply it to my life and live this thing for Jesus. That's when you know you're getting fed. You know, and I think we got to we got to break this down, saints, because this is what's happening. People are wandering around. They're just trying trying to find something interesting. And that's just what the Greeks do. But we want to get deeper than that. And through the cross, understand the power that God has released through the cross and how um, the message of the cross is the power of God. He says in verse 22, for Jews request a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block. He says, and to the Greeks, he says, foolishness. But those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So we see the cross is the power of God. And then he says, He says, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. He says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. You know, through the cross, ultimately, we see death. We see life. But this life that we have, ultimately, and I want to say this, and I say it all the time in the church, is Christ. When it's all said and done, for you, 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 everybody in this room, including me, God wants to see Jesus Christ formed in us. And he made access to that through the cross, who is the power, which is the power of God. And Christ is the power of God. So when people see you, they look at you and they say, man, the power of God is in your life. And it's all happened through the cross. And for some people, they may think you're foolish. But for those who are being saved, we, uh, they understand, man, the power of God is in your life now. Why? Because I saw you die, man. But you're alive. But it's not you. It's Christ in you, man. I can see it. I saw you die. When we used to run, we used to go places. We used to do those things. I saw you die. But, man, you're still alive. And how are you still alive? It's through Christ and it's through his cross. That's what Christianity is about. It's not just about coming to church, y'all. It's not just about singing songs. It's not just about giving our tithes and offering. It's not just about serving and helping people. It's about every day saying, God, I thank you that my boast is not in me, but it's in who you are in my life through the cross. That's what my boast is, as in the cross. And what you did, you killed something, Lord, in me. Then I might be alive in you. Amen, y'all? And you know what? That's wisdom. That's the power of God. Father, I thank you for tonight. That for these that have come out tonight, Lord, you've challenged all of us through the cross. And Lord Jesus, we praise you right now that you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. You didn't have to go the extra mile, but you did it anyway. You loved us that much that you went to that cross. And, Lord, you've given us through your cross so many great and precious promises that we can be rest assured that you will fulfill in our lives. Lord, we embrace the cross. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for, the, for what the cross has afforded us. We thank you that we're not fools. We're wise because we believed your message. And your message may be foolish to those who are perishing, but, Lord, it's the power of God. And we thank you for the power of God. We thank you for the power that you displayed in our lives thus far. Some of us are still on the potter's wheel. You're still working on us, God, you're killing something in us, but we're going to be alive through you. And we thank you right now that for all of us here that we didn't deserve the cross. We didn't earn the cross. There's nothing we did that caused you to want to do it. But you did it anyway, Lord Jesus. And we thank you tonight. We thank you. We don't talk about the cross enough, Lord. Please forgive us for not talking about the cross more. God, the cross is the power of God. It's the power of God. And Lord, we just pray that through... Through, the, through your process in our lives, that we would tell people about the cross, that we would boast in the cross, that we would glory in the cross, that Lord, if you've killed something in us, we will rejoice that through the cross, something has died in my life so that something may live. And Father, I thank you right now that the cross is for everyone, that the cross, it doesn't matter what color they are or what social economic background they have. Or what, what they were, what kind of religion they came out of. The cross is for every human being. And God, we thank you that through your cross you've forgiven us of our sins. You've given us a fresh start. And that there's no sin that we have committed that God, you have not are not willing to forgive through the shed blood of your Savior, Jesus Christ Father, and through the cross. God, we thank you that the cross was gory. And sometimes in our own personal lives, God, it gets, it gets messy because you're killing something in us. But we praise you, God, that we're alive in you. Then the same way that your resurrection power flows through the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I thank you that it flows to us through the cross. God, we praise you that the cross is limitless. God, that it has no boundaries. That, God, it reaches far and wide. And that God, everyone, if they're willing to repent and believe in you, Lord, they can receive the cross and the power that comes through the cross. Lord, I thank you that the cross has left us without any excuses. Your cross answered all the questions in terms of redemption and what we need in life. Lord, I thank you. It isn't just more wisdom and knowledge from a natural standpoint. We need to embrace the wisdom of God that's found through the cross. That's where your wisdom is. That's where we find it. We find it in Jesus Christ and His death. Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. And God, we thank you. It doesn't matter how much money we have in the bank or we don't have in the bank. The, everyone's got to meet at the foot of the cross. That's where the power lies. And Father, I just thank you right now that you're drawing people from all over the place. And Lord, we're going to tell them about the cross. We're going to preach the cross. We want people to know it doesn't matter who you are. You need the cross. And God, we just give you praise tonight. Because when it's all said and done, we just want you to work in our lives. And we want to fully embrace and understand what you did for us on that cross. Thank you, Jesus. God, we give you praise. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for the cross. God, we just thank you right now for the cross. God, we thank you that there's anointing at the cross, that your gifts of the Spirit are at the cross, that your power is at the cross. That there's more grace at the cross, that there's love at the cross, there's compassion at the cross, there's joy at the cross, there's restoration at the cross, there's healing, there's healing. You said that by your stripes we're healed. God is healing at the cross. There's deliverance at the cross. The devil doesn't want to hear us to talk about the cross because there's deliverance at the cross, there's freedom at the cross, there's liberty at the cross. God, there's wholeness at the cross. God, there's conversion at the cross. There's peace at the cross. God, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the cross, God. We thank you for the cross. God forbid that I should boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me, and I am to it. Lord, thank you that as a church, our boast is not in what we have in terms of stuff. Our boast is in the cross. It's just the cross. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name.
0: Well, we thank you for tuning in today. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, from the well the Christian community here in Livermore, California. If you would like to contact us for a copy of today's program, we'd love to hear from you. Copies are available on CD by simply calling or writing to us. And if you would like to visit our website, we even stream our services live right there at thewellchurch.net. You can reach us toll free at 800-374-9204. That's 800-374-9204. Or write to us. Times of refreshing. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. And again, you can find out more about us at our website, as well as take advantage of resource materials available there and stream our services live, thewellchurch.net. Follow Napoleon Kaufman on Twitter at Twitter at Napoleon Kaufman. And again, our toll free phone number is 800 374 9204. That's 800 374 9204. We do thank you for joining us today and trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.